you are listening to. No, that isn't me, and it sure isn't you, and I'll be helping you to step into who you are. So let's start that again. Welcome to Beyond the Brand with me, Carly. This podcast is all about inspiring you to align with your brand and your business to attract who you want to. We'll also be delving deeper into how you show up, especially if, like me, you're a little bit neuro-spicy, or as I call it, neuro-amazing, because that is what we are. We'll be looking at what can stop you from showing up as you, with brilliant guests every two weeks, who will be helping me talk all of this through too. You might want to grab a journal or a notebook for all the inspiration, top tips, and just chances to reflect that you're about to hear. So let's get on with this week's episode and help take you beyond the brand. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome to another episode with just me and It's continuing with the theme of the month, well really the two months, I guess October and November, where I really want to focus on mindset and specifically the brand mindset of stepping into who you are, owning your brilliance to align with your dream clients, ready to soar. Oh, I'm sure you've heard that before. Where is that from? So yeah, basically my whole four-step soar model, which I noticed I wasn't really talking about that much. I'm probably talking about it on repeat now, probably too much, but I will keep it going because I feel that each step has so many different layers to it and is so important. So yeah, this one titled Why How You See Yourself Might Not Be Who You Are. And do you know really, I almost feel like editing that title, I put might not be who you are, it should really be most likely isn't because yeah, there's so much around this I'm going to go into. But as you can tell, with focusing on mindset and this brand mindset, and I'm all about the strategy as well, but really this needs to be solid first or work on them together. And I was thinking this because I do, part of my message is all about the strategy and how you have to have that strategy to be intentional, to really talk to who you want to. However, I was thinking about this and thinking, well, that is what I do, the strategy and the tools with my clients. But how about the steps needed to get you to that stage? And this is where I guess this podcast comes in because I call it Get Ready to Soar. It implies that you're not quite there just yet or you're on the fringes of really stepping up, stepping out, flapping those wings if we put this back into soaring terms and flying high. There's so many blocks before that because this is your business. So you are your brand. So you know there's all these steps you need to do, but they can feel quite daunting. So let's have a look at this. I mean, what am I even talking about? It doesn't sound the clearest title, does it? (laughs) But you probably get it already. And what I'll just refer to first was something I actually covered in my last solo episode. So do give that a listen if you haven't already, but I'll recap. So one of the steps I was talking about owning your brilliance and I talked about the inner critic who likes to pop up and say, nope, that's not happening. You're not owning your brilliance. You're not believing it and you're definitely not sharing it. So yeah, that's something else altogether. So do give that episode a listen because that will come up. But what I want to say with that, what comes from that is that inner critic and the self-talk is exactly just that. That's our voices in our head. And that is the voice we hear 24-7. So it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? That that is the voice we listen to above anyone else. So again, another tip I gave last week, if you haven't listened to it, you probably won't need to listen to it because I'm sharing all the tips. (laughs) But another one was about asking other people because we do get into our head, we start to overthink it. 
that negative self-talk, imposter syndrome. And actually, I think I did mention this as well, that we've got a brilliant, in fact, it's the next guest interview coming up all about imposter syndrome. These episodes, really, they all flow nicely into each other. And that's something I'm trying to do more of. So it's not so disjointed. You can listen to them as a batch and they all intertwine and gives that extra strengthened brand mindset to then apply the strategy. So you can see how it works. This is kind of my vibe of where I'm at. Mindset first, strategy second, or work on both together. But yeah, we are in our head. We are listening to ourselves above anyone else. And it does shout the loudest. It goes deep. And this is not something I will go into because I'm not in this field. But you know, it can go as deep as childhood, of past experiences, creating all these stories that we've actually learned to believe. So it's worth exploring. Always find support on that if that's something that comes up. Find a mindset expert, a coach, whatever you need just to explore that. But let's look at, yeah, the title, how we see ourselves versus how others see us. And there's so many factors. And as I say, that some of it is way out of my area of expertise. So get that support if you need to. But I'm just going to touch the surface. And if you want to explore deeper, then go for it. I'm going to share two examples from myself just to, I guess, know what I'm on about a little bit. And my examples are actually not business related, although one is, one was my old business. But yeah, I'll I'll show you what I mean. And I'm going to show two different ways of this as well. How we see ourselves compared to how other people see us. It's not always what we think. It's not always us downplaying our strengths. It could actually be the opposite, which is where feedback and asking other people definitely comes into this. So yeah, my examples. I'll start with not feeling enough because I think that is the most common one, isn't it? You know, that self-talk and how we see ourselves, that maybe we don't see ourselves as the expert, that imposter syndrome comes up, we don't think we're the authority. Yet guess what? Your followers, your clients, your group members, they probably, most likely, do. They do see you as that authority. And if they don't, if you do come to the feedback and they don't quite see that, then that's when the strategy comes in. However, so often that people look up to us and are inspired by us, yet we are still here doing ourselves a disservice with all the negative self-talk going on, not feeling like we're good enough. I've shared this before. So I actually started the business world as a personal trainer and I was a personal trainer for 15 years. I launched my business and had a successful business for about 10 of those years and I loved it but I did start to fall out of love with it which I've shared before and this is kind of part of it. So when I first started I was very young, early 20s and I was into fitness, I was keeping myself really in shape, I could dedicate that time to before life gets so full on whether it is children, a career, financial just all of life's challenges that can suddenly get in the way and make something less of a commitment. So back then, I was walking the walk, talking the talk. I was in the gym 24-7. I was you know, going to and running 10k runs. I was teaching classes in the gyms that I worked in before I went freelance. I was at the peak of my fitness and strength. So I felt like I should be a personal trainer. Fast forward to later into my career, where I'd had children and that wasn't my focus as much anymore. It couldn't be. Things get in the way and life becomes more demanding. So I did reduce everything down. I did gain a little bit of weight. I lost strength. I lost fitness. And suddenly I didn't feel like that authority. 
And this, I say, I won't go off onto it on too much, but it does lead into my whole story of how I fell out of love with it, felt like I was judged by industry standards, and just, yeah, the passion was gone and pivoted. However, in that moment in time where between starting to feel like that and pivoting from the business, there's quite a period of time where I didn't feel enough. And I felt like, I felt like a PT gone wrong. (laughs) And I was totally judging myself. I was in my head all the time thinking, well, who am I to lead them? Who am I to inspire them? Because I didn't feel fit myself. But what's interesting is, and I see this now even with the clients I have now, and you may recognize this if you're a coach especially, or you just work closely with clients or customers, that you get to know them on a personal level and they become friends and you can share things, especially with personal training. It was in person and you know you, you would get chatting quite a lot. And I would share this. I mean, some even became such good friends that we would go out and have drinks, probably not the personal training thing to do, <laughs> more judgment on myself. But, you know, we would go out and have drinks. I would chat about these insecurities like you would with any friends. And it's interesting that I was there judging myself as this really unmotivating, uninspiring personal trainer. And actually, the opposite was being thought of me. So what came back from that when I opened up and shared this to my clients, even to friends and family, was that actually, no, we prefer this. You're being real. And you're showing us that it's still possible whilst juggling, whether it is children or a career or just life getting in the way. So it's interesting. And that's, that's I've gone really around the houses there to say that example. But you can see either things in our head, who we think we are. I thought I was just no good at my job, wasn't inspiring people. They thought the exact opposite. And I think this is so key because part of being a personal brand being the face of your business, showing up as you want to. If we've got these beliefs, I guess, these stories on repeat and what we think we are or what we think we're not, it's going to come through and we're going to not show up the energy we want to. Although it depends how good you are at masking because it might be the other way that actually you're masking some of this but they're still thinking you're amazing but you're not feeling it and that disconnect, it's going to come out somewhere. My second example goes back way before that. So you probably know that I was a personal trainer for that long. What you might not know is that when I was at actually school, I started when I was 15. So so young. So when I was at 15, I started working for McDonald's. Do you know what? Loved it. Best part-time job, best experience I've ever had. The friendships, the nights out, it was amazing. So from 15, nearly 16, to the age of 20, so it's part-time whilst I was at college, I was at McDonald's. And you naturally start to build through the ranks as such. So you, know, you start off, like you start any job and you're starting to get to know the ropes, get to know everybody. And I don't know if they still do these, but back then, I'm sure they do, <laughs> but I'm a bit out of touch, but they had gold stars on the name badges and you had to kind of earn them. So you, go, you look back now and it's crazy. You go through training and experience to get these, earn these five gold stars. And if you have five gold stars, well, you've made it. You are like top dog crew member, what it used to be called then. So you then progress to training squad, the natural path to want to be a manager. So I'd worked my way up. I'd done the years. I've done the service. I had my five stars and wanted to go to the next level of being a training squad member. And yeah, to me, I had it all. I was thinking, oh, I've got my five stars. I'm seen as an authority. People look up to me. So I remember this conversation and actually it doesn't bother me now. But for years, it really did because it touched a nerve. Because I was, even though I felt confident in many ways in that role, or just in general in life, I was still quite nervy. 
I was quite shy, quite the introvert, which I always say now I'm still an introvert, but I'm an extroverted introvert. So yeah, I approached the manager and it really cut deep because as soon as I started talking about it, saying, yo, can I do that? Take my exams, become part of the training squad. She shot me down. And you know what? It was interesting because she was such a lovely manager and I still know her now. She's still on my Facebook and she was actually really gentle herself. So this quite shocked me. She told me I was, and I quote, too meek and mild. And yeah, that cuts because I thought I'd grown in confidence. I thought I'd demonstrate all the skills needed. And suddenly I was absolutely knocked back down. So yeah, that is the opposite to what I've just told you about the one with the personal training that I didn't feel like I was good enough, yet other people told me I was. This is actually the opposite. And this is why I wanted to share these two stories back to back. Because it's checking in sometimes that you don't get too ahead of yourself either. Saying that, looking back, I think, well, I shouldn't have really cared about that. I should have, should have carried on anyway. But it did knock my confidence because I didn't 100% have it back then. It wouldn't bother me now. I would just say, that's your opinion. I'd carry on. But you can see that sometimes as well, when you're a personal brand, it's being careful that you don't put yourself too high up and expect too much. That's what I should say from this. I mean, I love the confidence bit. Go for it. You've got to show up with that energy. But if you put that expectation too much on yourself and too much of of what success looks like and putting those shoulds onto yourself, where you should be up to, that people should be buying from you, that you should be fully booked, that's where I would check in with that as well. So those are two examples I wanted to share just to show you what that can look like both ways. And you know, can you think of a time where this has been the case as well, whichever way it goes, whether you have put too much expectation on yourself and it's been knocked down and you maybe lost your confidence a little bit or the opposite where you are quite down on yourself where that inner critic is working their magic and you let that voice win. Have a little think. As always, journal around it. (laughs) I'm always saying that. But I think that's something you might need to do. Just have a journal by your side whenever you listen to this, unless you're driving, of course, or walking. So yeah, when you're thinking of your own experiences, I want you to really dig deep on this. And there's a few different factors, so it depends who as well. You know, I'm saying about how you see yourself compared to how other people see you. You know, is this family or are we talking followers? Because they'll see a different version of you anyway. So the next question would be, are they seeing the real you? There's so many caveats to this because if it's family, chances are they are seeing the real you and that's not the real you that you have to share with your followers. Do check out, and I researched this for once, but episode 17 is how personal should a personal brand be because I do talk about this, that you don't have to share everything, you don't. But what you do want to share is that side of you that your followers and future dream clients kind of need to see really, that real you where they vibe with you, where they get that energy from, that real connection, which is how you will attract and keep your dream clients. It has to be the real you as much as you want to share. So yeah, it depends on family or followers. Have a think about that because we're talking, I mean, obviously we're in business, we're talking personal brand, we are talking followers. Have a think of what they see of you, what you share, tap into who you think you are to them. And then you could maybe get some feedback around their thoughts of how you come across and who you are. It's making sure that we just basically, in a nutshell, it's making sure that we don't wrongly decide how we are seen. We don't take the imposter syndrome and the negative thing, the blocks that are stopping us. We don't take that and make the decision of who we are and how we're seen. 
where other people could just be looking up to you and can feel that energy. But let's say there could be that disconnect. Have a look at your brand strategy as well. Make sure your values are all in place and make sure it all connects. If you do ask the feedback, a bit like the last solo episode where I was saying about owning your brilliance and they say what they think you well, what they know you're good at. Same with this, just ask for that feedback. Or you might just get a sense of it from your communication, from your comments, from your messages with clients. And maybe it does go back to my last solo episode of believing and owning your brilliance. So give that a listen if you're not in that place where you quite believe it. And really, if you're feeling this disconnect with who you are and how you are seen, that's when to look at the strategy and to revisit it or to work on your mindset. So I'm always talking about mindset and strategy Make sure they're hand in hand and just check in with both of those. So I hope that has given you something to think about. I hope my examples have brought to light something but in a really positive way. And if there's anything right now that you're struggling with, how you are seen, with any negative self-talk that you really want to beat, then do explore that. And like I do see it from other points of view and keep going. Remember, you are in control of this. It is your brand, your business. You get to be intentional decide what you want to share but my top tip is to do it from the place of being you being true to yourself and that energy will shine through I hope that's been useful do contact me if you'd like any support on this and do let me know what you think of this episode thank you so much for listening see you next time thank you so much for listening today I really hope you've enjoyed that episode and got everything that you need from it Don't forget to check out all of the other episodes, depending on what it is that you need in your business and life at this moment in time. Don't forget to leave a glowing review and do check out the show notes for any free resources mentioned today. Plus, do come and connect with me on social media as well as my brilliant guests. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you next time.